Welcome to Sound Prints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prints for the week of November 1, 2015. The ACB Radio Holiday Auction is fast approaching, and the anxiously awaited auction preview page is now live on the ACB website. You'll find auction details and rules at www.acb.org slash auction 1215. The auction preview page at www.acb.org slash preview 1215 contains a list of items along with their descriptions and photos. The first 11 items are now on the preview page, and plenty more are on the way. Visit the page often to see what's new, and be sure to plan to listen and bid and buy. The auction is all set for Sunday, December 6, from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 8 Pacific, on ACB Radio. We all know that the Kentucky Office for the Blind is extremely short on money and so much so that services to all consumers except those with the most severe disabilities has had to be curtailed. In an effort to show support for the Office for the Blind and help Kentucky's visually impaired citizens, the Louisville Downtown Lions Club presented a check for $5,000 to Kentucky Office for the Blind Executive Director Allison Flanagan at the October 23 Statewide Rehabilitation Council meeting. This $5,000 will allow OFB to obtain $18,450 in federal funds, thus turning the $5,000 from the Lions Club into $23,450 to help people who are blind in Kentucky. At its 2015 convention, KCB will elect five directors for two-year terms. Directors may serve two consecutive terms. The nominating committee submits the following slate of candidates for your consideration. Natalie Byers is running for her second term. She's from Louisville, Kentucky. Amanda Selm running for her first term from Louisville. Birchill Sisko Slusher running for his second term from Covington. Shirley Stivers first term from Bellevue, and Elaine Weisbard running for her second term from Louisville. Nominations will also be accepted from the floor. Any individual nominated from the floor must either be present or must submit in writing and in advance a statement of his or her willingness to serve. Members of the 2015 nominating committee are Bill Wright, chair from Louisville, Rick Boggess from Owensboro, and Kendall Perry from Louisville. Resolutions are also being written to be presented and considered at the Kentucky Council of the Blind Convention. The resolutions chair is Adam Rushevel, and other members of the committee are Matt Selm from Louisville and Byron Sykes of Louisville. Contact Adam at 502-303-7078 to discuss resolutions that you may wish to present at the convention. This past week, the American Council of the Blind announced that its new iPhone app, 
ACB link is now available free of charge in the App Store. Jeff Bishop of Arizona, ACB's newest board member, has been working very hard on this project, and we visited with him at the recently concluded fall meeting of the ACB Board of Directors in Minneapolis. Find out more about ACB Link on page 2. The 2015 Convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind is just about here, and it's going to be a very exciting, fun-filled, and informative weekend. Everything you need to know to register, save money, and have a great time is on page 3. People often ask about legislation that ACB supports and what's going on in Washington, D.C. that affects people who are blind. Eric Bridges, Interim ACB Executive Director, gave a staff report from the Arlington office at the ACB Fall Board Meeting in Minneapolis, and Adam Rushville has edited his recording to share the legislative update with you on page 4. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we have just completed the fall board meeting for the American Council of the Blind. We always hold the fall meeting in the city where the convention will be happening the next summer. And in 2016, the ACB convention will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. With me is Jeff Bishop, who is a new member of the ACB board, was just elected to the board this past July in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. And Jeff has just completed a new project that he was working on. In fact, it's probably a record time from the uh, idea for the project to something that's pretty much completed in ACB, and that is a new app called ACB Link. Welcome, Jeff. Well, thank you, Carla, very much. We got here and uh, we missed the snow. It snowed the day before we arrived, and it's been nice here. It's been it sure very has. Very lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, we went to the um, went to the ACB office here in Minneapolis the other day, and I didn't even wear a coat, so it, it has been nice. Yeah. Jeff, I think you've probably um, done something in record time in ACB, and that is. At the pre-convention board meeting in Dallas, you uh, came into that meeting and you said, let's create an app for ACB. And Arizona, yeah. you said, was going to donate the money to get that started. Yep. And you wanted the board's blessing to get going. I and, did. Yeah. And now here at this board meeting, we just announced this, this past week um, that the app is out there and available in the iTunes store in its first version. So yep. tell us about this app, what it does, and why we are going to see great things happening because of the app in the future. Yeah, well, you know, I really wanted to try to make a difference in ACB and, and really try to get our affiliates and our members and our friends of ACB well-connected. And I thought, well, what, what way could we do that? And that, that way was to create an app. And we had all kinds of names for it in, in the beginning. And, and when I first approached Arizona, I said, you know, this is something that would really be great for Arizona to be able to contribute to the national organization. And, and the board was all in. So I came with a check in hand. And uh, 
So we had a developer already in mind, and we already had put together some basic requirements for the app, and so version 1 is now out. It's actually version 1.01 that's in the store now. And the app is pretty basic. It's a, We wanted to start pretty simple and then have the app grow from there. So the app has a number of tabs across the bottom. It looks pretty standard for those of you that have seen iOS apps in the past. It has a home tab on the left. And in here, you can look at information pertaining to ACB. And we can update that information in real time. So as we get closer to the holiday auction, or as we get closer to mid-year or closer to convention next year, then you know we'll put stuff up there that is pertinent to that. And we'll refresh it with other things as we get news flashes and things like that that are, that are important to members to know about. So you want to visit that page often, because, or at least that tab often, because it, it will change quite frequently. The next tab is, one of the things we heard from affiliates is, you know, we need a way of, of people being able to find us. So what we did was we took all of our special interest affiliates and our state affiliates, and we put them inside of an affiliate tab. And what's really neat is there's, an, if you go into the state affiliates, you can tap on the My Location button, and if you don't know what your affiliate is or where you live, then it will show that to you, including all the contact information, website, Facebook, Twitter information, as well as the phone number of the contact person You know, if you wanted to give them a call. And we've gotten lots of great feedback about that already, even, even though the app's only been out about a week, actually. Really happy about that. Now, the next tab is the radio tab. Now, many of you will know me from ACB Radio. And we wanted to make sure that we provided a way for people to listen to ACB Radio as well as to listen to the many podcasts that are available on, on ACB Radio. So on the radio tab, you can connect and listen to all seven of our streams. There's a new stream that's just launched called Special Event. And this stream will be used for uh, state conventions and other special events, especially when we have multiple things going on. It's kind of interesting. We've had affiliate conventions happen at the same time, and we've had a little trouble trying to figure out, well, where are we going to put everybody? So Larry created a special event stream, and we added that to ACB Link. You can listen to ACB Radio Interactive and Mainstream and Treasure Trove and, you know, all the streams that you're used to, the cafe and more. And then there is a way of listening to the podcasts that are available, things like Main Menu and... Uh, you know, all the shows that are available up there. So, in addition to that, there's when the, when the app first launches and also on the radio tab, you can listen to the audio tutorial that Randy Rasnack put together. The big R, many, many of you will know him from accessible devices and other places. And he was instrumental in helping us test the application as well as putting together the uh, structure for the tutorial for, for ACB Link. And he's also now one of the co-hosts for ACB Radio's main menu program, our technology program. So a lot of things are happening around ACB Link as well as ACB Radio, and it's just a lot of great fun. And then the last tab is the About tab, and, and this is where you can read about ACB Link. You can There's some settings that you can change inside of there, and uh, it's just a way of, you know, 
finding out a little bit more about ACB as well, especially for people who are new to ACB. So that's the current version of the app, and we're already hard at work planning the next version of ACB Link. And what do you foresee as being some of the things that might come out in the next version? Well, it's hard to say for sure because we're still sort of planning around this, so mm -hmm. I can talk about it just from general, right. you know, general things. But right. um, one of the things I know we're, we're going to add is the ability to download podcasts so that, say, you, you are going to fly on a plane and you want to listen to, you know, uh, the Hazelnuts cooking show with, with Randy and Debbie Hazelton, um, then you could download that inside of ACB Link and take it on the plane with you to listen. Uh, so we're going to definitely add that feature in the next in the next release. We're looking at potentially being able to take payments within within ACB Link if we can get all the technical details worked out, uh, and and then we want to build in some advocacy tools within ACB Link to help people be able to contact their congressmen, you know, and the senators and and all of that. And uh, we want to make it a tool that's that's useful in that work as well. So these are some of the areas that we're looking at and and there's also some some marketing and other things that we're looking at doing in the future as well to to help those of you that will be coming to convention so there's there's some really exciting things going on and, and it's kind of early yet you know the app is only about a week old and it and it's and it's really in its infant stage and we have a lot of great ideas about where we're going to take the app and uh, but we want to plan it carefully because we want to make sure that we can do these things and do them the right way. Uh, we wanted to get something out there in the App Store so that we at least had a starting point, and now we can build on it from here. Okay, and um, can how, how does a person find the app? I, well, I assume I can go to the App Store. You can and do that, search. or you can go to link.acb.org, and that will take you to a page where you can read about the app. And there is a link there to download the app. It will take you right into the App Store. And if you do that from your mobile device, then you can get the app right away. You just click on the Get button, and it's free, and it will download to your device. Oh, and one other thing that the app does mm -hmm. is that when you first launch the app, it will ask you if you'd like to accept push notifications. And we wanted to add this feature in, in the first release so that the leaders of ACB can get a hold of our members, especially on late-breaking information or, or advocacy things or just things that we felt we wanted to make sure our members knew about. So if you allow us to send you push notifications, then, then we will be able to do that. And we promise we're not going to send you a lot of them. They'll, you know, If you're on the announce list, that's kind of an example of what you'll see. They're very few and far between. But it's another vehicle that we can use to reach out to you and get you information. You're not going to be receiving eight or ten notifications a day from no. ACB Link. No, no, I promise you won't do that. No. <laughs> now the the um, the URL that you gave, link.acb.org, that is the uh, to the ACB website. It is, and it's a it's a landing page. It has a App Store description there that we put up there. It has uh, an iTunes logo showing there, and it has the link to get the app. You can also search for it if you want within your iTunes App Store app, and you can just search for ACB Space Link, and you'll find it. There's a lot of other apps that begin with ACB, and we have no idea who you know who or what they are. But they're not us. Mm 
<laughs> so just make sure to search for ACB space link. Okay. And we do want to clarify that this is an app that is for the... For iOS. I, yeah. For Not Android. Right. We've had a number of people... and iPads right, and things like that. Right. We've had a number of requests already, even on the first day that ACB Link launched, that mm -hmm. said, well, what about Android? We're, we're looking into that. The, the, the biggest hurdle that we have about getting apps developed is to find a developer who's willing to partner with us to do it at a reasonable cost. Most apps are very, very, very expensive to, to develop. And I want to really thank iAccessibility.net, who really helped us and, and got uh, ACB Link, you know, into the App Store. They, they, Mike has been a, a tremendous asset and a great person to work with. So we need to find another person like that on the Android side to partner with us. And I think if we find that individual, then that, that will make it easier to, to get that accomplished. So for those of you that are on Android, no fear. We're looking. We're, we're really trying hard to see what we can do about that. But, you know, it may take a little while to find a resource to, to make that happen. And we're trying to make the app as similar as possible across all platforms. Well, we um, had a meeting about ACB Link last night, and uh, I thought that you made a very good point, and, and one that was interesting to me as a person who really doesn't know a whole lot about app development. Um, you know, those of you who do said that uh, creating an Android version of this isn't just as simple as say running it through some piece of software and um, it some and it changes it from an iOS uh, iOS app to version, an Android app yeah, yeah to Android right. that it, it's just not that easy right and it has to be basically completely rebuilt yep. in order to make it happen mm -hmm. so um, I found that to be to be very helpful in thinking about what it really will take to produce that other version. Yeah, now, now the f current version of ACB Link that we have is, is, is pretty basic, so mm -hmm. creating an Android version, if we find the right resource, won't be too difficult to do. It's, it's mm -hmm. a pretty basic design at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'll, we'll continue to, to search that out and see what we can do to make it happen. Yeah. Well, I think it's really exciting. It's going to give us a lot of additional visibility yeah. and give people yet another way to find out about ACB, and not especially just ACB members. I mean, Correct, uh, yeah. when when people are searching in the App Store, things come up in the App Store. Then the, you know they all of a sudden people start finding you, and it's the same concept as a Facebook page or a Twitter page or whatever. Everyone who likes those pages follows those pages is not particularly a member of ACB. Mm -hmm. It's it's a tool, a way to reach out to other people in the community and let them know who we are, what we are, and what we do, the, the things, just, just what we're all about. Yep. So, well, we're, we're here to innovate, and we want to bring as much technology to our membership as we possibly can into the Friends of ACB. If you want to uh, keep up with what's going on about ACB Link, you can also follow ACB Link app on Twitter and We'll keep you up to date on what's going on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, Jeff, I uh, hope that you have enjoyed your first uh, I survived. meeting. Yes. Yes, I survived. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this was, I will tell you, this was an especially long meeting. Um, 
we, for the listeners out there, we didn't really talk about the meeting a whole lot uh, before the fall board meeting, which we often do on sound prints. We had a particularly full agenda this time, um, and, and the fact that we were in uh, Minneapolis meant that we could go visit the ACB office here, which was that the was first really time neat. we had done that. Yes, that it was. That was really, really neat to see that. Yes. And we got lunch. Yeah. And the sugar cookies <laughs> were awesome. Neat, that weren't the, oh, the ginger snaps were incredible. Yeah, Nancy they were good made cookies. great ginger Man, snaps. Yeah, Nancy was awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we got to see their new office yep. and, and visit with them. But then Kim had a three hour session on Friday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we began this morning with uh, breakfast. But nine o'clock, the board meeting began. And, you know, Kim's really into starting on time. Oh, we worked straight through pretty much. Right. And, uh, nine to six. 30 yeah, or something. Did not get out until 6.30. Yeah. And really just took a couple of 10-minute breaks during yep. the day. Yep. So We had lunch in there, too, but we worked through mm-hmm. lunch. Yes. Yep. And and we usually do that. But um, she usually gets us out of there around 5 o'clock. And, and today it went until 6.30. This was unus- unusual. But it was a, a very good meeting, and we got a lot accomplished. And I think people are going to um, see a lot of what... Have, uh, there's a lot of outcomes from what we all the things that we talked about today. Yep. So, yep. well, thank you very much. We appreciate it, and well, thank you. Thank you for all the work on ACB Link. Yep. Thank you, Carla. I just love cow- You know, you all really need to be nicer to Mr. Scrooge. He gets a bad rap, and I don't think it's fair because he saves his money, and he only spends it on things that are important. Well, we'll see about that. The 4th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction on Sunday, December 6th from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern will be a great place for your holiday shopping. Broadcasting once again from Louisville, Kentucky on five of ACB Radio's seven channels, you can tune in via the Internet, by phone, or through our new iOS app, ACB Link. 60 items up for bid, homemade jewelry, another old-time radio collection, and those ever-popular and even what? Healthy, delectable treats? Find these and many more items, descriptions, rules, and continual updates on our website, acb.org slash auction1215. So, Ebenezer, darling, what do you plan to buy me this year in the holiday auction? (laughs) Bah. Humbug. Now, Ebenezer, that's no way to treat me after all these nice things I've been saying about you. (laughs) Save your money now, along with the date, December 6th at 7 p.m. And let's all prepare to bid and buy these wonderful items, raising money in support of ACB Radio. Brought to us by the American Council of the Blind. Page 3. The Kentucky Council of the Blind received its charter as an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind in July of 1965. This year, at our 2015 statewide conference and convention, KCB is celebrating 50 golden years of service to Kentuckians who are blind and visually impaired. We hope all of you will join us for this exciting and fun-filled weekend. It's November 13 and 14, and it's being held at the Ramada Inn, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Every KCB convention is packed with exhibits, workshops, programs, good food, friends, fun, and surprises. 
Here are some of the highlights of this year's convention. On Friday, the golden highlights include the Golden Vistas Technology. That's news and updates from HIMSS, HumanWare, AI Squared, and Eschenbach. It's at 2.30 p.m. on Friday afternoon. The Gold Yarn Storytelling, How to Begin, is a program presented by Cassandra Kulin, professional storyteller, at 3.30 p.m., and it's sponsored by the Tri-State Library users. The Gold Card exhibits are from 4 to 6 on Friday afternoon, and of course you'll find technology, special products for people with low vision, services and resources, and lots of gift ideas. Several of the exhibitors will only be available on Friday, so you'll want to be sure to attend. Retrieving the Gold is the GDUKY, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, program and elections, and it's at 4.30 on Friday afternoon. One of the presenters at that program will be Kim Charlson from Watertown, Massachusetts. She's a former president of Guide Dog Users, Inc., and she has been highly involved in guide dog issues for many years. The Golden Goblet Anniversary Celebration will begin at 6.15. This is a smorgasbord of turkey and dressing, pork tenderloin, veggies and salads, and you can even have seconds. Our speaker for the evening is Craig Metter, a new vice president at the American Printing House for the Blind who is highly involved in the development of technology at APH. Following his presentation, the KCB chapters will update us on their activities for the year, and then we will have our Golden Year's Celebration, complete with anniversary cake. Don't miss this exciting event. At 8.15, you'll be treated to a special presentation of the Dogalogue. This is a Reader's Theater play starring a talking guide dog. It was written by Rick Roderick and was first performed at the American Printing House for the Blind Reader's Theater in March. We'll have a live performance of the play, and some of the actors will be Abby Kokenauer and Ben Wright from the KCB Next Generation chapter, as well as Darren Harbour as the dog, and several other individuals. This is a special treat planned to attend. Golden highlights for Saturday, November 14, include gold card exhibits from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m., and there will be some exhibitors there on Saturday who weren't there on Friday. Make sure you attend both sessions of the exhibits. At 9.30 is the Golden Apple Eye Devices. This is a special program sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter, and you'll be treated to all kinds of information about the Apple TV, Apple Watch, and iPhone, iPad, and other Apple devices. The Golden Opportunities begin at 10.45. These are the special programs and presentations presented throughout the day until 4.15, and they include information about homeowners and renters insurance tips, a technology loan program, legislative and structured negotiation initiatives, non-24-hour sleep disorder update, 
important changes in rehabilitation services in the vending program, and much, much more. As a break from the programming, we'll have the Golden Horizon Business Meeting beginning at 11.45 and running until 1 p.m. You'll find out what's going on in KCB, participate in the adoption of important resolutions in the election of directors, and also enjoy a gold box lunch. For lunch, when you purchase your ticket, you will be able to choose between chicken salad or ham and cheese sandwich. The lunch is at 12.15. KCB Next Generation will hold a short chapter meeting beginning at 4.15 on Saturday afternoon. All individuals under age 40 are invited to attend this meeting. The Golden Gate Memorial Service begins at 4.30 and gives us the opportunity to share memories of KCB members who are no longer with us. It's being conducted by Deanna Scoggins. The Jim Shaw 24 Karat Awards Banquet is a feast that you sure don't want to miss. It includes fried chicken, roast beef, mashed potatoes and veggies, salads, and homemade pies and cobblers. And, of course, you can go back for seconds. The speaker is Kim Charlson, President of the American Council of the Blind from Watertown, Massachusetts. The Gold Star Awards and Recognitions include not only our major awards this year, but life membership presentations and, of course, sponsorship recognitions. And it will take place at the banquet. Conference details are as follows. When you arrive at the conference, go to the KCB registration desk in the ballroom atrium. It opens at 1.30 on Friday afternoon and again on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Sign in and pick up your conference badge, program, and goodie bag. All meetings, workshops, exhibits, and meals will be in the ballroom. A registration badge is required whether you attend one event or the entire conference. Your registration fee covers the gold card exhibits, all workshops and programs, and the business meeting. Tickets are required for the Golden Goblet Anniversary Party, $10 in advance, $15 at the door. The Gold Box Lunch, $5 in advance, $8 at the door. And the Jim Shaw 24 Karat Awards Banquet, $10 in advance, $15 at the door. The pre-registration discounts are available until November 9. After that date, you will need to pay full price at the conference for your tickets. Some people wish to attend only the exhibits. You can purchase a special exhibits only pass for $5 and it will admit you to the gold card exhibits but no workshops, meetings, or other events are included. You can be a conference sponsor. This gives you a chance to show your support for KCB's good work. Become a conference sponsor and be recognized in the official conference program if your sponsorship is received by November 9. Individual sponsors attending the convention wear a special ribbon on their badges. Corporate sponsors will be listed prominently on the first page of the official program and all sponsors are recognized throughout the weekend. The individual sponsorship levels are gold dust, $10, gold leaf, $25, gold coin, $50, and gold bar, $100.
You do not have to attend the convention in order to be a sponsor. Corporate sponsors are Gold Charm, $200, Gold Ring, $300, Gold Crown, $500, and Gold Cup, $1,000. Again, sponsors are not required to attend the convention. You may also become a member of the Kentucky Council of the Blind or renew your membership in KCB or our special interest chapters at the time of your registration or you may choose to do that at this time even if you're not attending the convention. The membership in the Kentucky Council of the Blind is $8 for one year or $40 for a life membership. Chapter fees are $15 membership for Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, $12 for Tri-State Library Users, and $10 for KCB Next Generation. For more information about the convention and to pre-register by phone, and if you wish, be able to pay by credit card, give us a phone call at 502-895-4598. Or you may visit our website at www.kentucky-acb.org and follow the convention links for convention details and to download the registration form. We hope to see all of you at the 50 Golden Years KCB 2015 convention. Page 4. All right, I want to keep moving. We're going to go into the staff report section of our agenda. So I'm going to recognize Eric to talk about activities in the Arlington office. Well, good morning. I'd really like to thank Kelly Gass, Sharon Levering, and Lane Waters, and his team for all of their work for the last I'd also like to thank Lane for uh, really adding to the content of our, our uh, web profile for CSP. Uh, we had a very skeletal uh, sort of bio of who it is we are. And uh, his work and Sharon's editing uh, makes us look like we are who we are. <laughs> and not what, what, what we have been uh, looking like online. So that's really good. Legislative update. We have two pieces of legislation, one that has been introduced since the July convention, and that is the Alice Cockrell and Anna Sullivan Macy Act. Yes. Yes. You can clap for my son's pediatrician, surely you can clap for that. Um, So H.R. 3535 is the bill number, learn it and love it, and the, the bill was introduced by Congressman Matt Cartwright of Pennsylvania. Uh, He was the lead Democrat that introduced the bill in the last congressional session. And uh, a new member uh, came to to be the Republican lead, and that is Congressman David McKinley of West Virginia. And I know Donna Brown's in the room. And uh, Donna and I have had a couple of discussions, and Donna has reached out to uh, the Congressman's office on a couple of occasions to thank him. Uh, and his staff for uh, really being the leading member from the Republican Party to step out and and support this. So it's good. The bill currently has about 11 co-sponsors. And actually, just within the last couple weeks, 
for you Florida people in the room and in this week. Um, we got Congressman David Jolly. Oh, good. And uh, David Jolly is a fairly conservative Republican, but he, he has been a, a very uh, reliable supporter of our issues, which is fantastic. So we're looking to get more Republicans. We've got H.R. 729, which is our Medicare bill. The little engine that could. <laughs> Given the current sort of, uh, I don't know what you call it, the, the, the mess that, that exists on Capitol Hill, we've got 12 co-sponsors. Three of them are Republicans, which is a good thing. The third thing on the agenda is something that I wanted to take just a few minutes to, to talk with you all about because on October 8th, the community celebrated the fifth anniversary of the signing of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act. It was a big day. Uh, five years ago, on October 8th, there was a bill signing in the East Room of the White House with President Stevie Wonder and Kim Charlson and a lot of other blind people that are ACP members, including me. Um, and it was, a, it was a really big time. Um, it was momentous. It was, it's, I, I would argue it's the most important piece of, of disability legislation to be passed since the ADA. And it's been a very active five years as we have implemented this law through all of the regulatory rulemakings and all that. And many of you around the table have been very helpful in providing comments uh, to, to me to be able to submit to the FCC. Over the summer, uh, literally a couple weeks after the board meeting and our convention, um, I was invited to participate at the FCC regarding a it was a celebration of the ADA and the CBA, and uh, it was it was uh, an honor to do so. Um, I was there with the chairman of the FCC, along with other representatives from the disability community, but I was given about 15 minutes to talk about what the CBA uh, meant to me and uh, the role that I was able to play in, in, on behalf of ACD to, to see it through to its passage. And so I wanted to let everybody know that it was a, it was a neat event. I think I, I sent the link out to for folks to be able to watch it live. In addition to that, uh, the, one of the companies that was pivotal in getting the, the CBAA through from, a, from an industry standpoint, Verizon invited me to, to speak at a a CBAA reception that they hosted at the National Press Club earlier this month. Uh, it, was a, it was a very nice time. Uh, there were probably about 100 people in the room, and of those 100, the, the COO of Verizon was in the audience, as well as their head of public policy, and uh, a lot of disability leaders uh, from, from D.C., uh, national disability leaders. Um, I participated in a panel discussion 
with uh, my friend and my colleague, uh, Rosalind Crawford from the FCC, who uh, before she went to work at the FCC, she, she represented the National Association of Deaf uh, on, uh, on the COAT Committee, which many of you uh, know are aware of. She was an advocate, and then she went to be a lawyer at the FCC and is now working from the inside to get all of our all of our rules implemented. So it's really fun to be able to, to talk in a panel about the work that has been done, the work that still needs to be done, but mainly a lot of the progress that has been made. In addition to that, I just wanted to let everybody know, um, I know that it is, there have been at least one, if not a couple of messages that have gone out about this. The FCC has created a, a, uh, a committee an advisory committee called the Disability Advisory Committee that really has sprung up from all of the regulatory implementation of the CBAA. Um, and ACB has a seat on that advisory committee. And I am your representative, for better or worse. <laughs> um, but a lot of work is being done. Uh, it is a, it is, Almost unwieldy. There are like 48 representatives on this advisory committee, which is a lot. Um, it's, I would argue, it is too many. <laughs> Jeff said it. Almost too many. Yeah. But um, the, the the nice thing is that uh, the consumer movement has real representation, unlike some of the other advisory committees at other federal agencies, where we are uh, kind of a token at times. Uh, industry is obviously represented in, in full force, uh, but this committee is looking at the implementation of the CBAA and sort of the implications of it and how uh, technologies are blurring the lines with regard to uh, you know what is an app, what is a piece of software, what is uh, what is a device, what is a computer, what is what is what is what is because things are things are all of the lines are blurred all of the time. How are we watching TV? What is what is you know the app to watch TV? There's Netflix. There's Comcast app. There's all these other things. And while they all may not be covered by the CBAA because of the definitions within the CBA. They all need attention. Um, obviously, we as consumers want to ensure that all of these um, applications and or devices be accessible to us and that industry be made aware that they either are or are not and to develop ways to be able to ensure their accessibility moving into the future. So uh, it's a lot. Uh, there is a lot dealing with deaf and hard of hearing issues on this committee as well. So I just wanted to make you all aware of that. The last issue is really, it's it's our employment video, the blindability video. It's something that we, I, am, I am proud of and uh, was just checking uh, a couple days ago before I came here, and it looks like we've got about 2,100 views so far. Uh, 
which is actually not how many views there have been of this video, not by far. This is just YouTube hits. So I wanted to let everyone know, um, I, I, I did a, an article in the eForum for this month that sort of introduces the video and the link to the video. And in December, there will be another article by me that sort of highlights where we've been with this video. Who's seen it? Um, when and where? And uh, you know, one of the audiences that, that we were really seeking to get interested in the, in the blindability video were, were corporations. So during the month of July, after it was introduced at our opening session, Sprint, IBM, and J.P. Morgan Chase all show this video as part of their ADA celebration of their headquarters, which is really cool. Two of them even used the video described version. Since then, Microsoft, and we'll get to them in a little bit, but Microsoft uh, incorporated it as part of their HR toolkit, which is pretty neat. So exists on their intranet in their in their HR uh, diversity folder and uh, it's something that has been viewed internally over from what I understand over a thousand times. So that that doesn't include any of the YouTube bits. This is just all internal stuff. JP Morgan Chase has it available on their intranet and has been promoting it in two ways. One, through their, their employee resource group dealing with people with disabilities, uh, of which there's roughly 9,500 members within their company. They have also, and this is pretty cool, um, they showed our video in a booth in the, head, in the lobby of their headquarters on Park Avenue in New York for a week straight, two weeks Pretty neat. Unfortunately, it was behind, it was, it was uh, you had to go through security, so like the general public couldn't come in, like I couldn't have just taken the Amtrak there to watch it. I actually would have needed to be there for real reasons, <laughs> but it, it's really cool. And then the other, the other aspect is uh, IBM uh, has blogged about it, and has made it available on their internet as part of National Disability Employment Awareness. So there's, there are big companies doing interesting, utilizing this video in interesting ways. And uh, this, it's never too late to share the video with people that you know, with colleagues that you know that, that are working in organizations of all shapes and sizes. I, uh, I guess just in closing, I had the opportunity to talk about this video a couple weeks ago at the NIP Annual uh, National Industries for the Blind Annual Conference. Uh, had the opportunity to speak to about 800 people during their general session about the video and its importance, uh, especially given October's National Disability Funding. So the, the video 
um, this video and the concept of, of producing videos on various topics is, is something that we would like to do more of. And I think Katie brought it up yesterday as part of our marketing and branding. This is an area that, that we're going to be looking to. Um, we will be sensitive regarding the makeup of the participants moving forward, lest there be a question about that. Um, and this whole process has been really exciting uh, for, for me and for, and for ACD. It's a way for us to get our name out there. It's a way for us to, to do it in a way that isn't preaching, that isn't uh, talking about policy per se, but in a really sort of macro way, showing people just living their lives, which unfortunately we don't, we don't get, the general public doesn't get to see enough of. And so hopefully with videos <coughs> moving on into the future, uh, we'll be able to do some more of that, reaching out to, to various authors. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash LOUIS dot APH dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash LOUIS dot APH dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 5, the Sound Prince calendar. November 5 is the next ACB Lions conference call. It's a monthly meeting of blind lions from around the country. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On November 6 is another Greater Louisville Roundabout. The same schedule as before at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 State Street in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 for information and to sign up. November 7 is Reclaiming the Dream, the story of rehabilitation for blinded veterans. 1 to 3 p.m. Explore the birth of modern rehabilitation and orientation and mobility. View a screening of the classic 1953 documentary, The Long Cane, and listen to personal stories of VA program graduates. Free to the public, but space is limited, so register by calling the American Printing House for the Blind Museum at 502-899-2213. APH is located at 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. November 9 is the next Bluegrass Council community outing from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Call Bluegrass at 859-259-1834 for more information. 
On November 10, the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its next meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Gay Panel, Independent Living Administrator of the Kentucky Office for the Blind in Bowling Green, will be the speaker. It's at Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Contact Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 for more information. On November 12, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. On November 13 and 14 is the Kentucky Council of the Blind State Convention. Workshops, Programs, Exhibits, Food, and Friends Sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Room rates are $75 a night plus tax. Convention registration is $33 in advance for all meals, workshops, programs, and it's $48 at the door. You can also Purchase individual tickets for specific activities. For more information, call 502-895-4598. Also on November 13 and 14 is the annual Family Conference, sponsored by the Kentucky School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Preschool Services, VIPS. It's on the KSB campus at 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Call Martha Hack at VIPS, 502-498-2926 for more information. On November 19, the Kentucky School for the Blind will hold its fall concert from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in the Ritchie Auditorium on the campus of the school. Call 502-897-1583 for more information. November 20 is the Braille and Low Vision Carnival, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at KSB. It's activities for elementary students from around Kentucky, held on the KSB campus. 502-897-1583 for more information. November 20 will be a Greater Louisville Roundabout. This will be Education and Technology from 3.30 to 6. Dinner, 6.15 to 7, $5 per person. And Games and Crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 for details. November 22 is the next ACB Families meeting. This is a uh, business meeting and is at 9 p.m. by telephone on the conference line at 605-475-6333, enter code 17111553. On November 23, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold its membership call at 7 p.m. on the conference line at 605 605- Four seven five six zero zero six. Enter code two nine four 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 four. November twenty eighth is Family Day Open House, from ten a.m. to three p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. This is sponsored by the museum, and it is open to all ages. The phone number to sign up is five zero two eight nine nine two two one three. On November twenty nine will be the next meeting of the KSB Alumni Board. The phone number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. The meeting is at 8 p.m. 
On November 30 is the next KCB board meeting. It is also at 8 p.m. on the same conference call number. In December, a couple of dates that you'll want to mark down. December 5 is the Holiday Card Factory, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the APH Museum. This is a great chance to craft your own tactile ornament or make unique holiday cards. It's free, but space is limited. So call them at 502-899-2213 to sign up. That same day in the evening is the Council Christmas Party in Louisville. It's from 5 to 9 p.m. There will be dinner, games, caroling, kids' activities, and Santa. $5 per person at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 502-895-4598 to sign up. On December 6th is the 4th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction. It's from 7 to 11 p.m. live on ACB Radio. Visit the auction preview pages on the ACB website at www.acb.org. And on December 12 is the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind Christmas Party at Remus Diner, 635 Madison Avenue in Covington. More details coming soon. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.